WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Spartan Red Zone, the student voice of Michigan State football. This is the source for the best analysis, updates, and much more for Spartan football. What up? How are we doing today, boys? It's SRZ back again on another Wednesday night. This will be probably dropping on Friday morning, but Ryan Collins here in the host chair alongside Alex McRae. Eric Bach is back. After a long trip in Lincoln, Nebraska, Aiden Hunt, the senior member of the crew, and Joe Dandron's here, but he he's not hopping on the mic until the pitch right now. He's doing a little preview right now. I feel old. You senior feel old? member of the crew. Yeah. Man. It's the correct title. It is, but I just I just feel elderly now. Yeah. Not a lot of not a whole lot to talk about in the college football world after last week. What a brutal week. Last Ugh. week was so lame. Oh, like, after the that's, three... that's the best way to describe last week was just lame. After the three thirty games, yeah, but was it? After the three thirty games, after that Clemson UNC game, there really was nothing. That was the most exciting thing that happened in Lincoln, Nebraska, was the watching the end of the Clemson game. So in the studio or Eric, in the studio, Eric, in the when, stadium, in the stadium. For, so Eric, when did you get down to Lincoln? Uh, Saturday, early Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay, so you got there like the day of. Yeah, I flew because I had to work my my football game Friday yeah. night, so I flew Saturday morning. How are the pregame festivities in Lincoln? Phenomenal. Unreal? Like, everything you have heard is true. And, yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing bad to say. Oh, they are. Like, so this is, I can actually attest to this. Because we're walking, I I went there to surprise my friend. Yeah. For his birthday. And we're walking past the, um, the one side of the stadium before the game when... Ohio State was arriving to the stadium, and there the Nebraska people were like tailgating. They're lying down the streets, you know, the buses that have like a police escort and everything. And the Nebraska people started clapping <laughs> for the Ohio State team as they're rolling into the stadium. And I'm thinking to myself, like, like you're cheering on this team that's about to just massacre your your team, and it turns out that was exactly what happened. It was it wasn't close at all. It never was. After that pit that Adrian Martinez threw in the first quarter, it was basically over. I knew it was gonna be like that. I knew it was, but I saw I thought about Scott Frost coming out of the tunnel. It was pretty cool watching him come out of the tunnel. And then that game was unwatchable after yeah. that. Yeah. So the best thing that happened was on the first the, the loudest cheer the entire night was when Ohio State got that late hit on Martinez on like the first play of the first yeah. scrimmage of the game. Everyone thought, Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna score on them. We're doing free fifteen yards yeah, right there. Yeah, we that was the last good thing that happened. And when they throw the interception with the guy laying on his back at like yeah. the five yard line, that oh, was over. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, 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 the UNC Clemson game was good. Clemson kind of shaky. Like, yeah, I, I, are they the number one team in the country? They're not anymore. Not anymore. The AP. No, no. I, I think Clemson. I think Ohio State and Alabama are pretty clearly better than Clemson. Okay, as of right now. Yeah. And this this thing about Clemson is they're not going to have a chance to ACC so bad to to prove how good they are against yeah. a really good team anymore, like well, for the rest of the season. I will say they they will probably be playing an undefeated Wake Forest at some point during the season, and that could be a little bit of a test. Wake Forest, I mean, as we know, we 
watch uh, QB1 on Netflix. They have a couple of those quarterbacks. None so of them play, though. None of them play, which shows how good their quarterback is, right? Yeah, maybe. Julian Newman, I think is his name. Yeah. He's pretty good. Is it at Wake? I'm not sure. If it's in Winston-Salem, I, I would be pretty interested by that game. Because that they got one of those like very, very like you know it's Wake Forest's field. You like see the brick and something. There's something about it. You're like, oh, I, we're there in Winston-Salem. The Damon Deacons. Yeah. There. They have an intimidating atmosphere when they're a good team. Yeah. So is Red Shiano going back to Rutgers? Is that confirmed? <laughs> Chris Ash got fired this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It sounds like they basically had this in plan. It was basically, Chris Ash, you don't start off like 4-0, and you're getting fired. Well, the thing is, it's just, it looks like the team quit on them at Michigan. I mean, they just rolled over. They didn't even put up a fight. Yeah. It was embarrassing. It looked like a high school team. Yeah. No, you're right. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Only other good game, other than that Clemson-UNC game, that 330 slot, was the Michigan State-Indiana game. Hmm. <laughs> It was a very entertaining game, unless you're a Michigan State football fan. Then it was a terrifying game. Yes, you were you were shaking in your boots. You really were. But it was a really up and down good football game to me personally. But uh, Michigan State holds on forty to thirty one to retain the brass platoon. Why was Shakur Brown the guy who was just holding it the whole time and he didn't even play? I was very confused by that. He you know has a really strong emotional attachment to the platoon, and he just really didn't want to let it go. Uh, it must Why is he not playing, by the way? This is off topic. They say no he's idea. coming back this week. Is he injured? That that could be huge. They, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that, but is he injured? Yes. Okay. What okay. is a spittoon? It's, it's, it's in like the corner of a saloon, yep. typically, and it's just for you to spit in. Oh, you know, back, oh. back in the yeah, days, like you, chewing needed, tobacco. you just needed to spit. Do you spittoon in a saloon? I don't know. If sure. You, I don't know if you guys have... Uh, Read that Colton Pouncey article, the guy who works for the athletic who covers Michigan State football. He talks about like the history of it, and it was like a Michigan State uh, class president in like 1954. And it was like after Michigan State got a big win against big win against Notre Dame the previous week, he wanted to have some incentive for Michigan State to get up and play Indiana, so he got it from like the corner store up here in East Lansing. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's a cool story, but when you figure out it's like a you know a five dollars platoon, it kind of lessens the value a little yeah. bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't think it was a $5 thing. I think it was a little expensive, but still, it was a pretty cool move. He has his initials on the bottom of it, too. Always oh, that's, have that. That's pretty cool. So, looking at the stats, Brian Lewerke went 18 for 36, 300 yards, three TDs. Also led the team in rushing, 78 yards. We talked about that a lot last week, and they finally gave him some design runs. Elijah Collins, 17 carries, 56 yards, and one TD. Daryl Stewart continues an All-American campaign right now. Five receptions. It's been on fire. On fire. 117 yards and two TDs. Cody White was pretty good. Four receptions, 67 yards. And Matt Seibert, another solid week. Three receptions, 43 yards, and one TD. Even with the return of Matt Dotson and more playing time for Trent Gillisley. Yeah, I, I really like Seibert and what he's been able to do. He's been a pretty serviceable blocker there yes. on the edge comparative, comparatively. And he can catch the football. And yeah. I love it. I love it. He's the number one tight end. Yeah. And then. Not on the depth chart. Nope. Should I, I think he is on the depth chart, is he? He's co-listed with Matt Dotson. Yeah, him yeah. or Dotson. I think, yeah, I think Cyber has kind of won that position battle so far. You go look on the defensive side. Michael Pennitz Jr. for Indiana balled out. Dude can I, play. I, I, will, I mean, he didn't play against Ohio State, so I think that shows maybe why they got shellacked in Bloomington a little bit more than they would. 
I we're gonna get into Ohio State later. I Eric Bot is shaking his head right now, thinking wouldn't that have, wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered according to Eric Bot. But I I I mean he went thirty three for forty two, two hundred eighty six yards, three TDs. He completed twenty five pa- uh, passes in a row at one point. No, it was twenty. No, it was twenty five. I thought. No, it was twenty straight. Twenty five would have been the record. The Big oh. Ten record's twenty two. They were like showing a twenty five graphic, but yeah. who would have thought that anybody would have been coming close to setting that record against the MSU defense? But I will say the average yardage of the completion is put si- your hand down, McRae. No, no, I I have been saying this since Tulsa. The weakness of this defense well, is short, quick passes. Like you're about to say, I was going to say this stat: the average yardage of completion six point eight yards. No, I mean you can dink and dunk this defense all day on slant routes. They play tight man coverage. That's the that's the weakness of this defense. They don't play zone. I mean, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna have their linebackers drop back in zone coverage every time. They're gonna put their cornerbacks out on islands. We've seen that for years here. Yep, and it, I think Indiana made some really good adjustments in that game. Oh, because once Michigan State decided, hey, we're gonna commit to stop the Dinkin Don, they started to take some shots, which was where you saw Michigan State's defense a little bit vulnerable. Penix was about. Three feet away from completing like a seventy-five yard touchdown pass on the last second, the last drive of the game, right? Yeah, that would yeah. have put them up by two scores at the time, and really almost put the game away. I mean, we talked about Josiah Stott a lot being a very good cornerback. He was horrible this weekend. That, he was, wasn't that was the worst game he's ever played. As and, and Talon Durbin, I think, was in reserve duty for Josh Butler. Those both those two guys didn't play very well. The cornerbacks just didn't play well at all. And, I mean, the safeties didn't help, I will say that. But when you're playing man-on-man coverage, there's a lot of times you got to be able to win that battle against an Indiana receiver. I mean, I mean, to be fair, you got to look at the receivers. Wap Filer and Donovan Hale had heck of games. You know, they, I, they played well. I, I mean, they, they both – Donovan Hale was 99 yards, but they almost had two 100-yard receivers on that team. Yeah. They are really athletic guys. They're really good wide receivers. I mean, they don't drop passes. So, I mean – no, they're I know. athletic guys, and but at the same time, Ohio State also has athletic guys. Yes, but at the same time, you're getting scorched after play after play. It's it brings some questions to that secondary. I mean, I use running was not able to run the football like we expected. Only held the seventy yards on the ground, but it, it's kind of like a fate seventy because they counted that last play of the game where Michael Dowell as like a minus eight yard run and slash like minus twelve, but whatever. Kenny Wilkes, another All American performance, twelve tackles. Antoine Simmons is shaping up to be probably the second or third best player on this defense. He's I was an absolute stud. Nine tackles with two and a half tackles for loss. I think he has that. I mean, that ranking behind Bocce and Will because at times he's even better than Kenny. I, he shoots the gap so fast. He can be a dominant player at times. Like he can be elite level talent. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Danico Salon. I was gonna say that exact same thing. I was gonna say that on. He the, plays the same position. Yep. Plays it very similarly. As Allen, he's a carbon copy. Yeah, very, very fast linebackers. Yeah, can can cover, can rush the passer, can stop the run, just as versatile as they come. Yeah, I mean he's not great in coverage, but he's serviceable if you put him a, yes. up against a tight end, and he's fast enough to compete with some running backs. Well, I think the main takeaways is did did Indiana show the blueprint on how do you beat this Michigan State defense? Do you guys think that's they they've put the Message in the sand for future opponents. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Yes, I think uh, Tulsa tried to do it. Western Michigan did an okay job of doing it. I believe Wasink had over two hundred fifty yards, and 
I mean, that's kind of how Arizona State ran the ball. I mean, it's kind of a pseudo-run game that they have when they throw these short little screens to their wide receivers. Yes, I 100% believe it is a a blueprint to beat this defense. Okay. I kind of thought it was a little fluky. I I think Indiana and Michigan State is always like a weird game. It's always an outlier outlier for the Michigan State defense. I know they don't have the fast-paced offenses that Kevin Wilson used to have when these two used to play really close games, but there's something about Indiana and Michigan State where it's always a weird game to me. Can it be a combination of both? Yes, it could be. It could be. Next question I want to see, uh, hear your guys' thoughts on, I've been thinking of over the weekend. I don't think Brian Lewerke's getting enough credit for how well he's played this season. Leading the Big Ten in passing? He, he's he been good. Like I, I think that if Michigan State wins that Arizona State game, people are talking about Brian Lewerke a lot differently than they are right now. I, I can't count on two hands how many times in press conferences Mark D'Antonio has said, when your quarterback is playing well, good things happen. Because he's said it over and over yep. again this year. And Brian Lewerke has played well. He doesn't have a capable O-line in front of him still. I mean, they're, they're better. Better than we thought they were going to be, but still not great. He doesn't have the most reliable receivers. He has Daryl Stewart and Cody White, and that's it. You know, Matt Seibert in the past couple games has shown out, but there's still how many drops by the by the offense how many times in this game? Yeah. Every game. I will, uh, go ahead. I, I will say this. When I looked at Brian working the way he's played, he's not an accurate guy, so he's not going to have the best completion percentage, but he's only got, what, one interception on a very fluky play against Tulsa? Well, I'll say this. Was it against Tulsa or Western? One of the two. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. It's early in the season. I'll say yeah. this. Uh, I saw a stat today on Twitter about how, uh, about his like 15, 20 years ago, that quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, it was like 55, 60% of them completed less than 60% of their passes, and now only 11% of the quarterbacks in the NFL complete less than 60% of their passes. And that's how you win today in football is you have to have a quarterback consistently complete more than 60% of his passes, and that could be Brian Lewerke's biggest downfall. He's mobile, and he can he can throw a deep ball fairly well, but with a completion percentage of exactly 50%, you're not going to beat teams like Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I mean, really good you, ball. You, you might be Penn State. Might. Because Mark D'Antonio doesn't lose to Penn State. And because yeah. James Franklin can lose to anybody. Yep. Yes. I mean, I he I mean, him running for 78 yards completely opens up this offense. Oh, it, it, it adds a completely different wrinkle that we haven't seen since 2017. But the thing that is really concerning to me is the last time we saw Brian Lewerke running the ball well The la- was also the last time Michigan State went into Columbus, and we all know what happened oh, there. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, I, I think Lewerke's having a fantastic year. I think Indiana game showed a little flashes of 2017 where he was able to make some plays on the run on that final drive, rolling to his left, makes a pretty good throw to Daryl Stewart at the end of the game, being able to take the top off the defense like he was there. That's something I've been looking out of Brian Lewerke since that season. I understand he was hurt last year, but that was something I was very like, like, wow, he's playing pretty well this season. Eleven, He's not turning the ball over either. No, that's 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 his one biggest fumble, improvement so far. One fumble and one pass. He's limited the turnovers. Let's see how he does against an elite Ohio State defense this week. If he can have maybe one turnover throughout this entire game, Michigan State has a shot. Yeah. And the last question I'm gonna ask: Connor Hayward enters the transfer portal. Does this does this really have an effect on the offense? I know Ladarius Jefferson is meant to take his like third down running back spot, like he did this week. 
They said Connor Hayward was out with personal issues, and everyone started starting to speculate, and their speculation was right because he's leaving Michigan State. He already announced on Twitter. So do you guys think it his departure is that big of a loss? Uh, the offense scored, scored 34 points. Okay. okay. So no. No. I, I think Connor Hayward's a good running back, but not for the way Michigan State needs to play. I think Elijah Collins is the perfect kind of running back for the to complement this Michigan State offense, and I think that there's just no room for Hayward on this team, and I think that he realized that too, and I'm good for him for trying to you know find greener pastures somewhere else. It's an opportunity that he ne- needed to take as a player, and I think it was the right decision for him. 100% agree with Hunt. Okay. I, I, I think you lose a little in the past game out of the bad field because I don't think Elijah Collins and Ladarius Jefferson are that capable of catching the football like Connor Hayward was. And I think, like D'Antonio said as presser, like it's a sign of the times. You're going to see this a lot when you get to four games and you see your play t- playing time go down. You you see a guy maybe behind you in a depth chart jump you. you you're going to see guys transfer like this a lot more. I would have liked to see Connor Hayward utilized more in the passing game because yes. I think he has very good hands, and I think that could be his calling card whenever he gets into another school. Um I think Michigan State did miss a little bit of an opportunity not having him line up as a slot receiver. You know, he he was pretty good in those slant routes. That catch he had against Michigan last year was preposterous. Yeah, he. <laughs> it, I mean, he's a really good athlete. I mean, we've seen that for years. He's a phenomenal athlete. As big as he looks, he was a kick returner. Yep. So I I think he has a great opportunity somewhere else, but just he wasn't able to find playing time here, so I can't fault him at all. Funny you should mention that, Collins, about that catch, because the entire time I was watching his farewell highlight tour yeah. uh, video, I was waiting for the Michigan catch to be on there, and of course it was. I mean, it was disgusting. It, it couldn't not be. It made no sense how he caught it. It was like in the worst conditions, he had no gloves on. I also kind of like that. I like a running back who wears no gloves. I, it's it's a look. It's it a is. look that a guy like Connor Hayward can pull, pull off. Are you, yeah. are, are you yeah. a big uh, baseball player with no batting gloves guy? It depends. I if was about a... to mention Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, First of all, Flatty was an absolute <laughs> beast. I'm a big no baseball. Senior. Bo- you got to have, yeah, Flatty Senior. Junior's a beast too. Yeah. True. No, but you got to have like the wrist tape on both hands if you're going no batting gloves. If not, you look like Cleet Thomas, and that's an absolute joke. Cleet Thomas. That's obs- a name. Obscure Tigers player right there. As we move on from Michigan State, we look around the Big Ten. How about that game on Friday night just being over once it started? That was horrible. That's em- that's so embarrassing for Maryland. They I let know. the students out of class early. They all showed up, and then they get blown out 59-9. What a, to what a terrible idea to have Spanked. Big Ten football on Friday night. No, I, I don't hate it. it. Who, I don't hate oh, it. Oh, I love the, it. The person at Fox that decided that that was a good idea needs to be whacked. The whole, I love it. The person whose idea was was ESPN, and I think they backed well, out of the idea. Oh, yeah, it's, a, that, it's a little that, aggressive, Eric. That got Dandron to perk up out of his yeah, chair. because well, you said the dude no, should get... It, trying to say some dude should get waxed for putting football on a Friday. Like with a magazine in I the face. It well, takes a like, slap on the wrist. Oh, yeah. N- like, not like dead. Not like dead, dead. I don't think he meant to kill him. No, jeez. Yeah. I think it does take away from like high school football. but Of I, course, and that's the one thing that I agree with Jim Harbaugh about. He He... Jim Harbaugh put it perfectly when it was first announced that uh, Big Ten games would be occurring on Friday nights. He goes, Friday night doesn't belong to us. Saturday belongs to us. Friday night belongs to high school. He was like, 
Nobody even asked him about it. He just opened one of his press conferences with that, and he was 100% right, 100% I, dead on about it. I agree with that. And Jim you, Harbaugh. Oh. They, yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, I got I, I can't agree more with Bach. I mean, that just makes perfect sense. I mean, I just love the format of each day is a different level yes. of football. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you, like, you're in college, you don't really get to experience the high school game as much. But when you're, like, at home, getting to go to that Friday game, like the pageantry, it's awesome. Hear me out. Big Ten football, Friday at noon. That would be a that would be a degenerate gamble. Boo. Stupid. Uh, that, no, that would be, that would be a fantastic Why? idea. Why? I don't know. Just why not? Okay. Nobody would go to the game. They're all working. Yeah, no, every, well, no. Yeah, if it was sorry. like, you make it like magic. I was, I was thinking about students. Students are skipping class to go to that game. Easy. No, but you're like, if you're thinking it like, hey, maybe we just have Rutgers, whoever they play in the bid time, they just play at noon. So we well, get some that's eyes. just like a punishment. Say, if you have Rutgers play like Illinois at noon, there will be maybe like 3,000 people. Online, yeah, maybe. Online streams are going up 3,000%, though. All oh, the people definitely. who don't want to be productive yeah, during their work like, day. It's like the first day of the Big Ten tournament exactly. in basketball. No, it's not even that. That's it's, my favorite oh my day God, of the year. I love favorite that day. day of the year. Yeah. Everybody has their laptops open all this on CBS. This is March. I love it. Favorite day of the year for that is the Masters for me. Because mm. Thursday of the Masters, I'm like, oh, Tiger's going to do it this year. And he <laughs> actually did it. And I'm tradition unlike any other. I know. It's I, the best. Oh, I love the Masters. Note, Tiger winning the Masters sports moment of the year was last year. Tears. Absolute it was, tears. It was awesome. The Masters. Awesome. I have a Tiger's po- a Tiger poster in my room right now. It's pretty cool. No biggie. As we <laughs> as we get back on topic, uh, Wisconsin with the weird throwbacks. I didn't hate them as much I as everyone hated them. Oh, those sucked. They weren't that bad. Those, they looked like they were wearing khakis. Those stunk out loud. They weren't I that loved bad. the joke about how it was a complete troll to Jim Harbaugh that they wore <laughs> khakis the week after they slagged yeah. him. But they went twenty four to fifteen. Northwestern questionable a couple times going for two. Didn't really make any sense. Why'd they do so that? Stupid. I, I did see Pat Fitzgerald's post game comments and it did kind of make sense. Where you're not trying to to force a tie with a team like Wisconsin, you know you're gonna lose it overtime. Yeah. He was trying to win the game. And like that makes sense to me. Go for two go for two once you catch up. Though. Also, I will take any anything Pat Fitzgerald says. I'll He's take, the man. I, I love I'll it. drink that Kool Aid to the day I die. Overrated. Purple Kool-Aid. For, from the Kool-Aid. Person. Overrated. He is not overrated. Oh, sir. Northwestern? Northwestern as a football... This is the glory days they of Northwestern looked, football. It is. Collins, we witnessed them look yeah, but, subpar. Yes, but when you rebuild as Northwestern, it's going to be rough. It was the Big Ten Championship game last year. They're, they're, re- they're not supposed to be rebuilding. I, he I mean, lost his quarterback? You lose your best quarterback you, then, in And you history. pick up a five-star recruit that transfers in from Clemson? And has thrown for ten yards in four games. Stars don't matter. I that's right, baby. Kenny, stars Kenny, don't Kenny tell was, Saban that. Zero yeah. stars. Yeah. Okay. Iowa impressive. Impressive again. That's another fumble by me. Put one on the board. But forty-eight to three against the Fighting Giddy Pots, Man, Middle Tennessee State Raiders. Michigan absolutely murders Rutgers and murders their whole coaching staff. Fifty-two zero. That was nothing a, to draw from that game. Nothing. That was a bad beat. That, that's what I drew from that game. Bad beat. How was that a bad beat? It was just not even a bad beat. It was just a bad bet. Bad bet. Did you take? What was the line? Uh, I think like Rutgers. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Oh. And after after Michigan that Wisconsin game, I had yeah. to take Michigan. Michigan, Michigan at home against a bad team. You pick. You yeah. Pick the Wolverines every day of the week. Michigan covered the over by themselves. There was forty-nine, and they hit it by themselves. So shout out to Michigan for hitting that over. Minnesota and Tanner Morgan actually looked pretty good in Ross Aid, even though there's nobody. 
alive on the Purdue football team right now. There are so <laughs> many injuries. What well, there is? How about Minnesota? They've trailed in the fourth quarter in four of their games. This Minnesota, year. if they can, if they can get it together and win against uh, Nebraska coming which, up, which yeah. is very possible, they could be nine and zero going into the Penn State game. I'm gonna say this: nine and zero. This smells like the most like oh Minnesota. They could be. They have a couple of cupcakes on the schedule. They're gonna lose this week. They're going to lose to Illinois this week? It, it, they'll do something like that. They're Minnesota. Nebraska plays Northwestern this week, and then it's Minnesota after that. Row yeah. the boat. I mean, the, I, I'm a big PJ Flat guy. I'm but not. He's a phony. I don't think he's a phony. He's not a genuine person. He might be a good coach, but that all is a show that I see right through. You think so? Yes. I mean, I all can't, of it. I can't necessarily I, disagree, but it's just a mindset that I, I like, so I kind of want to buy into it. I know all of his players love him. It's so. such a gimmick. I know it's a gimmick, but like the whole story about it's pretty Ugh, cool, and gross. it's like sad actually. If you like, read not even story. the the saying itself of "row the boat," but him as a person is like just seeing. It comes off He's to a me as extra. It comes off to me as so fake. I, I get that, but I'm a I'm a row the boat guy, so I'm riding with PJ Flock. I get that too. I kind of get that same feeling from Herm Edwards. I get, no, it's dude, the same feeling you get from Jim Harbaugh. Don't chirp Herm, but I love Herm Edwards. That have you? That's a lie, dude. If you watch NFL Live of Herm Edwards in the last like, eight years, he's been that same guy forever. I don't like it. I don't feel like it's a genuine, That's like, genuine. thing. That's genuine. That's genuine. I believe Herm Edwards a lot yeah. sooner than I believe P.J. Fleck. And then the game where Bach was at, Nebraska, dro- the Buckeyes dropped the bomb in Lincoln. Could have been so much worse than it was. 48 to 7. It should have been. They na- They could have named their number. They didn't score in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Ohio State didn't. It was funny when they scored that touchdown. They released the one balloon. Everyone, every time Ohio State scored, people would just slowly, gradually release their balloons. I it's, saw that. I saw it, it on screen. Hilarious. I, just, I was like, "Is this like some kind of like undercover people- it reference?" So they trying to like <laughs> they trying to put an it ad in the middle of the screen. I'm not really sure. They were so excited for that game. And there I- were some people that that started camping out at game day at like 8 p.m. on Thursday night. And got in line for the stadium at, it was a 7.30 kick, 6.30 central time, around like 3, 4 in the morning. I hate Waited to, around all day for that. I hate to be this guy, but did they actually think they could win this yes. game? They actually believed it. Well, the, the rational ones knew that it was not going to be good, but there were, there were 90,000 people in that stadium, and I'll bet you 60,000 of them thought they had a shot coming in. Wow. It's all wow. it's all they have. Sports wise. I, I they don't guess. have any professional teams. It's all the Huskers. You ever dri- driven through Nebraska? No. I've been through Iowa. Well, you're it's the same Nebra- thing. No, it, no, it's worse because it's three times as long. That's true. I don't know how you get players to Nebraska. I don't know how they recruit. So they <laughs> I think by bus only. No, that's like a big problem. <laughs> they announced they don't even starting, have an airport. They announced the starting lineups. Most of their linemen are from Nebraska. They got a few. They got a few skill guys from the South. And no, but like I, I, I mean, Adrian Martinez, and that's it. Who's from Fresno, California? Like when Tom Osborne, that whole dynasty, like their whole thing was like they were the best like conditioned bunch in the whole. And like in times of change, people have like been able to catch up to that. Oh, yeah. I I just don't ever see Nebraska. Being able to get there nationally, just I don't know how you recruit Nebraska. I don't know how you sell it. Well, I mean, you can sell the fact that they were getting beat 
Their facilities thirty eight to, to nothing in the third quarter, and the stadium was ninety percent full still. I was gonna say I saw I was watching the game at Los Trace, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, hey, the game is like thirty one to nothing. Why is people there so were, many people here? They they don't leave. They're there from kickoff to to the final buzzer. See that that's so crazy to me because it's just a completely it's different just, culture. It is, and, and it's something that you can't really totally understand until you actually experience it firsthand, and you go, oh my god. It's actually how it is. Well, Michigan State games, halfway through, it doesn't matter if Michigan State's winning or not, The half the student section is drawn because they're either already hung over or they're blackout drunk. Like That's the one thing I hate about this student body is how disloyal they no, are to their sports teams. You're 100%. Well, I don't his think own di- is in. His own, own is in. different, but. His own stinks now, so can well, we get that? Right. But, but yeah. like we put Eric. Not Eric. Alex McCray on blast for forgetting to buy his own that, tickets. Stop. I wasn't going to mention it. I was not. Alex He's, is very sad there, about That's this. an open wound, man. Uh, that's I'm, low. I'm quite upset about this. I'm pouring this. the salt on it. Oof. I'm sorry. I have to do it. No. Oof. I will say this about, like, I've had gripes with the Mission State soon such in, like, ever since my parents had season tickets yep. in, like, 2010. I don't think this is a disloyal thing. I just think the way they set up the game day for Mission State students, it almost makes it impossible for students to, like, for certain students, if you, like, are in Greek life, you can't go to the game. You literally can't go to the game. People's priorities are not... No. Football that, is not number one. Like, in Nebraska... Yeah, they're, that, like, that's not their priority, but I don't think that's a priority for most major colleges. In well, at Nebraska it is. That's, that. that's what I'm saying. SEC. I think there's... I don't think that's a major priority, but that's a part of the game day experience. Like, I still think... The main priority when you go to Old Miss is to get pretty banged up. I'm just gonna say that, but it's a part of the tradition. Walk the to grove. go to the game. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know how Michigan State changes that or whatever. But not a lot going. Not a lot of good games in the Big Ten. Michigan State game was probably the best one of the week. Now we're gonna get in our SRZ awards first this week. The SRZ Dennis Ditson, my favorite college football player of all time, player of the week. I'll start off. Offensive player of the week. Offensive player of the week. But he's my favorite player of all time. When he hurt his ankle at Arizona on that Thursday night, almost shed a tear. Guy was awesome. Followed him in his NFL career. He was the backup for Big Ben for like 10 years. Loved that guy. Whatever. But uh, Chubba Hubbard, the guy's insane. I think he had like 297 on the ground this week. And he is leading the NCAA rushing. I'm looking at it right now. By a full 300 yards. That's preposterous. Is, no, is number two J.K. Dobbins? Yes. Okay. It's crazy. He is incredible. Yeah. Trouble Hubbard? No. J.K. Dobbins. better than him. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I, I, I'm i not kidding. Trouble Hubbard is a, made to be an NFL back. You just like to say Trouble Hubbard. Just the name you? is made to be an NFL <laughs> I back. Think I like it, to it's say it's so weird how there's always like a relatively obscure guy that nobody really saw coming. That just leads the NCAA in rushing, like every year. Yes, it's never like the biggest name running back. It's always some relatively obscure guy. It's always on par with some Pac-12 or or Hawaii quarterback leading in passing yards. Rashad yeah. Penny at San Diego State. Yeah, Donnell no. Pumphrey at San Diego State. Yeah, shout out to uh, Rashad Penny. Just like coming into camp at Seattle, like forty-five pounds overweight. What up, Jody? Oh, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but Kareem Hunt. And I know. Here we go. Kent Not a good State, Kent State go. or Toledo? Toledo. 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 You're ruining my, you're taking my thunder. No. Toledo, he led the NCAA in rushing. Kareem Hunt did, maybe. I'm probably I don't wrong. Know. I think I he did. I don't know. He Who doesn't. Cares? 
You did. You don't know it. You I inadvertently just, just ruined my surprise that no. I was about to spring on everybody. No, but I'm I'm being serious. Trevor Hubbard is like made for the NFL. He's very elusive. He can catch a ball out of the backfield. I actually I really like the Oklahoma State team this year. Their quarterback's good. I forgot his name. That freshman. He's very good. My offensive player of the week. I have to just eat a big slice of humble pie. I thought Penn State was not going to cover, and I kind of liked Maryland outright too. Uh, and I said Sean Oof. Clifford. I wasn't sold on him. But Sean Clifford is my offensive player of the week. Uh, he threw for 398 yards, three tutties, and then another 54 on the ground with a touchdown with his feet. So he, uh, he had quite the game. I didn't like mention this in the Maryland game. Shout out to Michael Otsley for literally oh benching your quarterback after you go down 14 to nothing. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They, they... That was so stupid. But I digress. I mean, I digress. I do that every episode where I try, I try to say digress, and I don't think I'm saying it right, but I am. So I, I digress, confused. digress. Yes, I so I say it like he three times. He double digresses. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Sean Li- Clifford, I'm not bought in yet. I'm not bought in the Penn State. Neither totally. am I, but that game, he had a good game. Yeah. I'll give him credit where credit's due. Plus, I was very wrong and need to own up to it. Okay, I was very wrong, too. I said outright, Maryland. So my uh, SRZ Dennis Dixon offensive player. I like when everyone says the name, so say the name before you say <laughs> it. Uh, speaking of Toledo <laughs> running backs... <laughs> Mr. Shakif Seymour. Good name. The Mac Offensive Player of the Week ran for over 100 yards and t- two touchdowns in the Toledo Rockets 28-21 to victory at the Glass Bowl against BYU. T- what a random game that That's is. That's a really weird game. Toledo and BYU on a September Saturday afternoon in Toledo. Late September. Yeah. It is weird. I I don't like BYU either, so any time that they lose is a good thing for me. Okay. I get that. Shakif. Okay. <laughs> McCray. All right. My SRZ, Dennis Dixon Offensive Player of the Week, Thank has you. to be Devonta Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama. Yeah. The dude. Uh, That's the guy that won the championship, right? In 17 with the catch? I think yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Number six. He, 11 receptions, 274 yards. Five touchdowns. Yeah. Five touchdowns. Not bad. Not bad. How about two of 23 touchdowns in five games? No picks. Yeah. They Over, played it's like 2,300 yards, too. Twenty. Yeah. I mean, 23 touchdowns and no picks is impressive. I mean, he's played Duke, South Carolina, and Mississippi. Yeah, well, I... Who has Trevor Lawrence played? No one. You're right. But Duke Duke had a bid win this week against Vatek. Justin Fuente is going to get fired. Oh, Vatek is not good. He might not make it through the season. He's going to get fired. How about a, what a terrible way to send uh, Bud Black out. Or Bud Foster. Bud Foster. Bud Black. What is he, the former manager of the San Diego Padres? Yeah. Where does say, that come from? That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> a little Padres baseball. Talking Bud Padres. Foster. Wow. I love sports name rabbit holes. I know. Wow. I, I could do it all day. Where I, did it come from? All day. I'm really looking forward to this defensive player of the week. Is this the right yeah, the right I'll, one I'll, I'm I'll, thinking I'll of? I'll preface it. Okay. The I SR, love this. The SRZ, Eric Gordon, defensive oh, player boy. of the week. <laughs> former outside linebacker for the Michigan State Spartans who was partners in crime with Greg Jones when he was here at Michigan I State. Was, and he had the cowboy collar. That's how you remember him. That is not the Eric Gordon I thought you were going with. I thought you were going with the Indiana basketball player, Eric Gordon. Oh, I wish. I wish. Eric Gordon, good player at Indiana. They definitely paid him to go there, but okay. <laughs> no, they did. They got in trouble, Kelvin Sampson. Yep. Yeah, whatever. But my I, my defensive player of the week is Julian Aquara. Aquara. Aquara, whatever. It's Romeo's There's, brother. Yeah, I. way to step on my toes, McCray. Thanks, dude. <laughs> 
No, I'm not even going to say his stats this week. It's that guy. It's the guy from Notre Dame. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sorry, guys. Mine is South Carolina linebacker Ernest Jones. He had seven tackles this week and interception against Georgia. They still got spanked, but it doesn't matter. I got a shout-out to South Carolina. My sister's a grad student there. So, Oh, that's cool. Go Gamecocks. Have Mark, you been out Mark there? D'Antoni- not yet. Mark D'Antonio's alma mater. Yeah. There that was go. funny when uh, Steve Spurrier left and people like on the SEC message boards were like, Mark D'Antonio to South Carolina. I'm like, I don't know if he wants I to go there. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it was not even that. It was like, that's a weird place to go. Well, I don't know about that, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Tony Romo impressions coming in right now. Dave McCray, what do you got? So um, we all know about how bad Maryland played defensively. Yuck. So oh. This has turned into a roast I mean, of Maryland. They stunk. I'm just going to have to go with Penn State's statistically best defender. It was Ellis Brooks. Two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, four solo tackles, six total. Nothing too crazy, but when you shut out uh, an opponent defensively, can I just give it to the entire Penn State defense? Yeah. Fair enough. Who's their defensive coordinator? Just give it to that guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't know. Not me either. Okay, Bach. My Mine is a very nice bridge into the MSU-OSU game this week. Okay. Because I have Jeff Okuda. Okay. The, uh, the I have Dandrons over there. He's like Love plotting that. this week. Uh, two interceptions in the first quarter of Adrian Martinez. I've witnessed them both live. Both incredible plays. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's probably going to be on Daryl Stewart this week. Yep. So that's going to be, good gonna be a fun matchup. Daryl leads the Big Ten in catches and yards. I don't know if you guys watched that Sunday night football game. Yeah. How many wow. Ohio State players were on the field? Well, have like the entire New Orleans Saints secondary is practically. It's not the entire. And I, Michael Thomas. It's not even that. Von they, Bell, Eli Apple. Yeah, and they have Michael Thomas. They have Devin Smith. On Ted Ginn. Yeah. They have, uh, there was a ton of buck guys out there. Marshawn Lattimore or Malik yeah. Hooker, one of the two. No, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. Malik Hooker's on the Colts. He got benched for Tari Willis. Yeah, that's a proud Spartan moment. Dandron's eyes got wide there. Yeah. He's like. No, I was going to mention Gary and Conley because I don't know what happened to him. Gary and Conley might have murdered someone, but he didn't or something. But he's on the Raiders now. So perfect then. Yeah. Might have murdered somebody, goes on the Raiders. I don't think he got murdered. It was something with sexual assault, so not a good guy, Gary Conley. So, eh. Okay. That's our Z Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week. I got to go with my boy Chip Kelly because I don't know if people are paying attention to this. Does anyone see what he wears the games? He looks horrible. But he's, he's like, a wasn't bad looking like, guy. No, but he's wearing like the weirdest gray shirt ever. And he coaches at UCLA. I'm like, dude, can we get a blue shirt on this guy? So it's so preposterous. I like it. He just goes all gray every weekend. So he looks so bad. I can respect that. So I went with Chip Kelly. Love the ground fit. Um, so mine, came, I knew it was going to be between one of these two guys. Um, it was between Andy Reid and Matt Patricia. Okay. And hmm. if the Chiefs won, it'd be Andy Reid, and if Matt, if the Lions won, it'd be Matt Patricia, just because that coaching uh, Mozart's opposition. Paint, Mozart's paintings aren't always perfect. That <laughs> exactly. was so funny. <laughs> so because the Chiefs won, Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, is my okay. Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week. Do what you a, what a game that was? It that was, was a, a phenomenal game. game. I mean, it, as a Lions fan, it was it, it was encouraging. Very it was. encouraging. It was. And as we talked about more about the Lions, McCray, who's your guy? Uh, my Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week player is Matthew Stafford. 
This frame that I'm specifically thinking of is after his scramble where he breaks two tackles and then trucks a linebacker and then gets up and starts talking smack to the linebacker. On one hip. Maybe the hardest thing we have ever seen Matthew Stafford do, and I absolutely loved it. Like I wanted to just jump out of the couch and just scream like, it it fired me up. Oh, dude, I was fist pumping pretty it hard. It fired me up. Like I want to, I want to just yell about it right now. Yeah, you're fired up. Yeah, yell about it then. I not on the mic. Okay, okay. I I just saw what Bot put in the thing, and I enjoy him describing why this Nets person is his frame of the week. Well, first of all, we have to talk about the win in in Denver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out Jads. I love the Jads. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Mania, man. Yeah, he, he can Minshew get frame Mania. of the week every week. Yep, and he gets it from me this week. Why? And, what is your reason? Well, the Jaguars are playing very well. You're not going to put it. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm just teeing it up. Well, he's got the handlebar mustache. He's a product of of Mike Leach, who is my favorite person in the world. And <laughs> he just happens to be completing 69 percent of his passes. Classic. You forgot the best part. It's 69.420. Oh yeah, <laughs> percent of his passes. Uh, what a little. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean that speaks for itself. I Gardner think we Minshew, can. I think yeah. we can just move on. Yeah, we can move on to this week's matchups in the Big Ten. Shout out Gardner Minshew. Didn't think he would be a good pro. Wow. No, I really didn't think he'd no, be I... able to play in the pros. He's pretty Uh-oh. good. Dandron's pulling the mic. What are you saying? This, no, sorry, Minshew, dude's just—he's just got it. No, he does. He's, he's cool. the ultimate football guy. Hey, he—he he was a sixth-round draft pick. Who knows? You know who else was a sixth-round draft pick? Timmy Just Brady. Saying. Timmy Brady. Tommy terrific. Timmy Brady. I like calling him Tim. I think it's funny. I don't think it actually is funny. But it's, it's like calling anybody. Def- it's not funny. Anybody yeah. whose name starts with a J, just calling him Jack. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Jack Dandron over there. Just okay. sitting there. This week's matchups, Wisconsin <laughs> gets in some matching before they hit the teeth of their Big Ten schedule with Kent State. The Flashes coming to Camp Randall. Pray for the... Flash State, the uh, offensive and defensive line. Pray for the Golden Flashes. Shout out Julian yeah. Edelman. Penn State hosts a dead Purdue team, as I said earlier, in Beaver Stadium at noon. 28-point favorites. I mean, Good Lord. I don't know if they have enough players to travel to Penn State. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. What I've been hearing is it's been preposterous. I'm just saying. And then the yuck game of the week in the Big Ten, Maryland Rockers. If we yuck. ever if we ever had a Friday noon kickoff, this would be the one. To I have know. It I'm telling. It would be perfect. All the how degenerate. Perpo- how perpo- How I don't even. How terrible. Yes. Thank There's you. the word. How terrible word. would that be? A noon kickoff on a Friday. I would love it. Oh my god, that. If be it was bad. in West Lafayette, they need a reason to drink anyway. On, yeah. Well, on yeah, on like the. You're talking about Penn State and Purdue to kick off at noon? No, we're talking yeah, about... Yeah, I'm the, talking about Maryland and Rutgers. Oh, I'm talking about Penn State-Purdue. No, Maryland... Maryland. It's like the Big Ten uh, JV game. Maryland-Rutgers makes me, like, nauseous <laughs> thinking about watching this game. Yeah, uh, Yuck. I pity, uh, I pity the people that have P-U. to cover that game. P-U. I pity the, big, the sad Big Ten referees. When they thought they were going to become a Big Ten referee... They didn't think that they would have to work Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, no one but will watch that are. game. No one cares about that game. Poor, Shout out to the guys. Big Ten for expanding to two teams that can't play football. Eesh. But whatever. Nets game on the slate. TCC, TCF, Bank Stadium. Minnesota hosts Illinois. I think they're like 13-point favorites. This smells like a Minnesota letdown. Because like McCray said, 
you got Herbie tweeting, hey, they could be 8-0 when they go play, I think it was Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, they could be 8-0 until they play Penn State. This smells like a letdown game right here. Yep. Just smells like it. Nets game. What does a letdown game smell like? It's a, trust me, you, you're reading the press clippings a little bit too oh, much. Okay, all right. Like the Maryland, Maryland Nets Temple. I don't know if there year. was a specific scent or. Uh, maybe like mahogany. Yeah, I was okay. Say, yeah. All right. Like a rich mahogany. Fair yeah, I, I had to do mahogany just because that's like the only reference I know from Anchorman, so I just had to throw <laughs> that out there. So, Nets game, Nebraska tries to get off the mat at home against Northwestern. That's a bad game. This too. is a big game for both of these teams. No, but it, gotta yeah. win them. Gotta Huge have it. game. Nebraska has to go to a bowl game this year. You no, no, they don't. No. In year two of Frost, you go four and eight in year one. You don't They're make a bowl in year two. Though. They're not doing. You gotta anything. okay. You gotta find a way to win six to I get think, those extra practices. I think they will. I will. I I will say they will. Okay. I believe that. And then the two biggest teams of the weekend. We got Michigan, Iowa at noon at the Big House. I don't get all this Iowa hype. Is that just me? Like they haven't played anyone. You know, I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, it's Iowa is typically always a, an okay team. Like no, they they're always yeah. like I believe in them. You do? Do you believe in Nate Stanley? I do. That's why I He's don't ex- believe in Nate Stanley. He uh, has just as much experience as Brian Lewerke. Agreed. Yes. And has Fashion. played in all the venues and has played really well. I I believe in Kirk Ferentz and all seventeen tight ends he has. Yeah. I mean, no, look at Hawkinson trying to hurdle people. What an idiot that guy is! I did. Nate I Stanley. Is like the exact same quarterback as Brian Lewerke yeah. that can't run. Right, in a more conservative offense. I don't think that's with a, good a better matchup. offensive line. I don't think that's a great matchup. With By the a way, better offensive I, line. I saw like Kurt Ferentz's record against ranked teams on the road. It's not very good. I think it's like 17 and 83 or something. Which, yeah, it's like something horrible. Which he, is ridiculous. He's played that many ranked He's been around. I don't think that, that might not be spread. right. That might not be right. But he's, he's been around for 20 years, so yeah, that might be Which is right. unheard of Yeah, these days. He's the longest tenured college football coach, I'm pretty sure. Nah, is he? Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I, I, I actually like Michigan in this spot. I know we're going to get that out in the pick I think this is a classic, like, oh, Michigan's bad. Like, not bad, but, like, don't don't write yeah. him off yet. Like, I, and it's a, I, yeah. It's a non-divisional game, so Michigan will play better. And then in the most important game of the week, because like you said, it's non non divisional. What is it? Did I say that right? It it is divisional, the one that you're about to talk about. Yes, the Michigan State Ohio State game. The Buckeyes are blacking it out in Columbus with the black alternate uniforms. Everyone's wearing black at the horseshoe. It's going to be an electric environment. Everyone here is going except me. Correct, right? Not Hunt. Hunt's not going. The, okay. The three of us are though. We're gonna try to pump link up with Fowler and Herb Street before the game too. Are you? Yeah. I've I've talked to my man on the inside of ESPN. Who, Joey? Uh huh. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Ellis. He, he and Chris Fowler are really good friends. Right. Yeah. If you look on Twitter. Yeah. They tweet at each other all the time. He's uh he's he's putting in the good word for for us Impact Boys. That's awesome. That but, would that would be pretty sick. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Herbie's the man. Lead. Okay. I, I re- literally just read off the dock and just said lead and didn't have any train of thought going after that. But uh, the, Ohio, the Ohio State <laughs> Buckeyes are led by Ryan Day in his first year. They've literally murdered everyone they've played, averaging 52 points per game. Offense led by Justin Fields, who's had 1,000. By the way, I'm going to interrupt what I'm saying. Bach, do you have a cold for like six months? Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's, it's seriously been. I moved into my apartment on August twenty first. Since then, it's been god awful. You yeah. might have a ventilation problem. Yeah, you think? Thank you. <laughs> Maybe I, I, the property manager's been in. An air purifier's coming in. The carpet cleaners are coming. I I don't know what else to do. Really? Yeah. I I hope so because you've been sick since. I, uh, no, August. I'm actually better. I'm doing a lot better. Okay. I've, it's. I'm not going to go into graphic Try detail of my... It's the I'll take air. your word. I'm, I'll take your word. I have one. Okay. But Justin Fields, 1,000 yards, basically, passing, 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's at the third best QBR in the country. J.K. Dobbins is right behind Chubba Hubbard. I just have to say that name every yeah. opportunity I can. With 654 yards on the ground. Future top five pitch, Chase Young, leads the country with eight sacks. He's disgusting. He's a freak. And... Different array of talent around Justin Fields. Ohio State's always going to have that five-star speed and just everywhere, but he doesn't really have a go-to guy at the receiver no, right now. three guys with just like 200 yards. Yeah, so not a lot of names that are recognizable just yet. I think K.J. Hill is a guy that could break out for Ohio State. He's been around the program for a little bit. But I think Ryan Day's motto, I think when he said when he took the job, is we're going to try and be the most physical team in the Big Ten. They're fast and they're physical. And it's going to... It's going to test this Michigan State defense to the brink, even if more than that Indiana offense just did in Spartan Stadium. Can I make a comment about Ryan Day? Yes. I was... He looked exactly like Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, by the way. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. I was observing him f- a while before the game Saturday in Lincoln. Yes. Like, on the field. Yeah. And the way he, like, carries himself... Confident guy. The way that if I played for him or if I was on his staff... I would just feel secure knowing that that's the man leading us. Is he super like rah rah guy? No, or just like confident. He is when he needs to be. Okay, but doesn't there's not a negative expression. There's never a negative moment. He's just he he's just like the way that he carries himself. I was so impressed. Especially that was his first real big road game as the as the guy as the head coach. And the way that he carried himself and handled himself was well, so impressive to me. What about TCU last year? Wasn't he the coach there? Yeah, but Urban but, was still in the in the background. This is this was his first big road trip as the guy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'm gonna lead it off first question. I think it's basically what everyone. I don't think people are giving Michigan State very much of any shot of winning this game. Do you guys give them a shot to win? Yes. Because I, I yes I I agree with I think it was Graham Couch. He said, "Hate it or not, this is Michigan State season." Yes, because if you looked at this roster, what was the goal this year to win the Big Ten? And you're not winning the Big Ten if you don't win this Saturday. I mean, my my favorite quote. Sorry, real quick, Alex. Go ahead, I'll go cut you off. But favorite quote from Mark D'Antonio this week was, "If you want to win the Big Ten, chance, you want to win the Big Ten East, you have to go through Columbus, Ohio." Yes. always. It's so true. It is, I mean, they're the best team in the Big Ten year in and year out. So, yeah. I was going to say, this feels like a game Mark D'Antonio is going to get up for. This feels like a game where it means more than just, you know, the team. It means a lot to the team, It's, too. it's the season, right? Yeah. Th- this game is essentially the season. They lose this game, things could spiral out of control pretty quickly. I, I don't think they can spiral out of control. It almost makes, like... It impo- almost impossible for them to get to Indianapolis. If you're not competitive, if you get beat, if you get thumped, it could get even ugly. if even if they keep it competitive and lose, 
then th- that thing that can snowball into next week too because it yeah. doesn't get any easier. Yeah. No. The next three weeks are a buzz. Yeah. Part of me wants to say that yes, Michigan State has a chance. Like it wants me to believe, just like deep down, there's a feeling in there that's like, hey, buy in a little bit. But based on what I have seen Michigan State put out on the field, I can't. I can't say that. Okay. I can't buy in. Okay. I I read something also that Solari said. I think he basically echoed what D'Antonio said in his presser that. Ohio State's always been the measuring stick for Michigan State, not Michigan, which I kind of didn't really agree with. Because if you're a Michigan State fan, your measuring stick is always Michigan. This Michigan point. first, but now D'Antonio's risen to the point, the program to a point where you have to measure yourself in the Big Ten and nationally. No, I would agree. I and, agree with I that. I mean, Michigan's obviously number one on, always has been on D'Antonio's priority list, yes. as it should be. Yes. But Ohio State, I mean, if you think about it, Mark D'Antonio took potentially two national championships away from Ohio State when Urban yes. Meyer was the coach. Yes. You know, you win in 13 in the Big Ten Championship. If Ohio State wins that game, they play for the national championship. Probably they probably beat, get beat by Florida State. I don't think that Florida the State team was that good. but oh, They had a lot of NFL. Okay. I've had this argument with one of my friends. They had a lot of NFL talent, but if you watch that game, that was right. one of the worst national title but games. But the argument is that they would be playing for the national yes. championship. And then in 2015... The year after Ohio State actually wins the national championship in the first year of the playoff, that that roster was built to win a national championship. You had your quarterback back. You had your All-American running back back. You had your most of your starting defense intact. Yep. I mean— Joey Boza, Michael Bennett, yeah. there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, Malik, I, Malik Hooker, yeah. all these guys that are in the— Von Bell— Eli Apple, all those dudes are on that team. Conley. Yeah. Yep. I, I and will, yeah, dude, that was one the of the fact, worst coaching that, jobs ever. That game in 2015 without Connor Cook is, to this day, in my opinion, D'Antonio's best win. Oh, for sure. It's also maybe the worst coaching job I've ever seen in college football. That was Michigan State's defense was so weak in the back, like four. Like, if you took shots downfield. And the weather played a factor that day, too. The weather did, but at the same time, they were, like, not even giving the ball to Zeke. I was going to say, I don't remember Zeke getting the ball all that much. I think he had, like, 10 carries. I was shocked. I I had no understanding as to why Ohio State and Urban Meyer, I believe, essentially threw their season away that game. They did. They did. And And then they they go and kill Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. They stomped Michigan, too. Yeah. At the big house. Like, absolutely murdered them. I I really believe Michigan State has a chance to win this game. And I, I, I just believe from the perception of Ohio State after Nebraska, they're coming in, maybe reading their press clippings a little bit. And Michigan State, I, I this game means a lot to a lot of these guys on the roster. They have a lot of Ohio guys. I look at Joe Bocci and in a game where I think he probably played the worst game of his career when they went to Columbus two years ago, having an opportunity to go in a shoe on a Saturday night and beat Ohio State, which is presumably a team he probably wanted to play for and didn't get the opportunity to. So I, I, it means a lot to a lot of guys on Michigan State's roster, almost more than some – not more than the Michigan game, but th- this is a – I feel like a grudge game for a lot of the guys on the Michigan State roster. I, I, I have to agree with you there. This is a game that is the classic Michigan State chip on your shoulder. Yeah. These guys are disrespecting you. I mean, you see the spread here. 
Bovada's got it at 21 points. Three touchdowns is huge. That's a huge spread. Yeah. With two ranked opponents, technically ranked, Michigan State's tied for 25th in the AP poll. But down, down to 20 now, the spread is. 20 and a half. 20 and a half? Okay. Yes. Sorry. This is the ultimate classic Michigan State disrespect yep. game. We'll see if Michigan State and Mark D'Antonio can get up and for it. And the question that you pose on the, the dock here is what position group are you more concerned about, the O-line or the defensive back? Yes. I so, so there's two keys to the game in my mind for Michigan State. One, Brian Lewerke cannot turn the ball over. Michigan yep. State cannot afford to turn the ball over. Nope. Like, if you're going to go three and out, that's a lot better than turning the ball over. Yep. And if you give Ohio State the football in plus territory, you saw what happened with Nebraska. They turned it over three times in the first quarter, and the game was over ten minutes into the game. And if you turn the ball over, you're you're doomed. And I think I'm more concerned for MSU about the offensive line. I think that the defensive backs are going to have a bounce-back week. Ohio State's passing game is more vertical than it is dink and dunk, and Michigan State is better at defending a more vertical passing game than it is. You talked about that earlier, Alex. If Michigan Michigan State's going to have to find somebody to block Chase Young, and I don't know if they have anybody that's going to be able to. It, you, you can't single block him. Nope. They're going to have to double him every yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. And at least, at and least, at minimum, have a tight end chip him every Brian, single time. Brian Lewerke's ability to, one, not turn the ball over, make a couple of big throws down the field and run and be able to scramble when things break down, when things inevitably break down in the pocket. I completely agree with you that the O-line is the position group you need to look at. I think, I mean, the DBs, though. I Like Bob said, though, you're right. It's more of a vertical game, and yes. that brings in safeties, and well, it also brings in your pass rush. And they also have to be better defensively containing a running quarterback in fields. you yes. got to look at these two wide receivers are going up against, though. Benjamin Victor and K.J. Hill have the ability to absolutely burn these Michigan State They're DBs. fast, but they're not necessarily great wide receivers. I mean, on what are you gauging that off of, though? I'm gauging that off their numbers, and I'm gauging it off, like, they... When you look at the past couple of years... Ohio State hasn't had that. Paris Campbell's really good last year, but you going back to that team that won a national title game, they ne- not necessarily had a go-to receiver. They I just think, had a cast of characters. I don't think you can look at their stats this year, though, because they've shown that they're primarily a running team because J.K. Dobbins is second in the country in rushing. No, I know. And so I think when you're pri- primarily a, a run-first team, even if the quarterbacks sometimes run first, I'm not saying Justin Fields can only run. The dude can pass the ball very well, and he's got two really good receivers that can catch the ball, too. Yeah. Dan, think... what were you going to say? Sorry. Go I just ahead. cut off McCray. Go ahead. Again. Sorry. It's all right. Well, no, McGray, if you were going to talk. Okay. I was going to say Michigan State needs to defend this game. They need to take notes from the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia and what they did to the Kansas City Chiefs. Blitz. They need to make sure that they need to contain Justin Fields. They need to attempt to f- take away the deep ball, and they need to... Make Ohio State be stat sheet stuffers, but they need yeah. to be Ben not breaking the ends uh, in the red zone. Okay, they cannot. They have to make Ohio State kick field goals because you're not going to stop them. Make them go. Make them go three and out all the time. You're going to have to stop them inside the red zone. That's the key to the game. Okay, last thing from Dandron before we get into the pitch. Okay, that's you bring up a good point about Victor and Hill. Both those guys are going to burn downfield. They're not guys like Campbell was a really short Olave passing too. guy. Yeah, and those guys, you're right. It's going to bring in the deep zone of those safeties yes. more. So I don't. I think the bigger problem is going to be just getting Young away from Lewerke because he will be in his face every single snap. And Chase, I mean, he's he's and he's unbelievable. J.K. Dobbins, watching that dude run in person, 
he never goes backwards. He has no He neck. falls forward <laughs> two yards after contact every single time. He's one of those guys who doesn't have a neck because he's so, like, built. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he's just, like, so jacked and he just, like, has such a low center of gravity. Yeah, he's nasty. The fact that they've had Zeke and Dobbins, like, back-to-back basically is stupid. It's almost unfair. Who was, who was between Weber. Weber? Weber was good, too. He was. Shout out to Tat. And now, hit the music. Not bad. It's got to be up a little more. It's up. You got to turn it way up. It's up, baby. It's way up. L- check the board. Is the computer all the way up, Matre? It's a great song, Maybe. though. There you go. Okay, <laughs> we'll hunt. Tell, hunt adjusted the rankings. I did, so I accounted for pushes, and after that, uh, McCray and I both lost two wins. Hey! Collins lost two losses, and then Joe and Bach both went one and one so it didn't really change the record. So, uh, last week, Ryan was the big loser. He went two and five. Horrible. Uh, Really wish you had gone with Ohio State and not Nebraska. Oof. Um, Two and five. He's 14 and 18 on the season. He's in third place. Alex and Joe, you both went four and three. Winning records for you both. Good job. Alex, you're still in last place. You're 12 and 20. Joe, you're at 500. You're, you're at 16 and 16. So you're in second place, uh, tied with Eric. I went 5-2. and two, uh, I'm 21-11 and 11 on the season. And then Eric was the big winner last week. Yes. He went 6-1. It was my week. I said it was going to be my week, and it was. And you went 13-13, wow. 13 and 13, so congrats to you. All of us picked CMU correctly to win. That was a social. So Fire good, up good chips, on all of baby. On picking the chips. Fire up chips. We get into the pits, and we start in Columbus, Ohio. 7-30 kick. The ABC one crew Fowler Herbie there, Michigan State getting twenty and a half. By the way, I hate the black jerseys. Just gonna say that. You going to me first? Yes, I'm looking at you, Bot. What do you like? Uh, I like Michigan State to cover, Ohio State to win. Okay. What's your score? Um, Ohio State 34-21. Okay. Okay. Uh, McCray, since I've cut you off in like nine times the show, we'll it's start a, it's off It's all right. Uh, I stepped on your toes with the one pick. So uh, I cannot say that Michigan State's going to cover. I got Ohio State to cover. I got Ohio State big. Okay. They haven't let me down so far. I got Ohio State 48, Michigan State 13. Yeesh. We'll, we'll take it over to Joe Dandron, who's been typing his preview for this week. I think that uh, Ohio State, well, I don't even know what I'm saying. Michigan State outright is round. Ooh! You like Michigan State to win? The Ohio yep. State wow. fan. Wow! Okay. And I am he's not just an Ohio say, State fan. He's trying to just make it seem like he's no. not. I just think that Michigan State could pull it off, and I'm going to go Michigan State 21, Ohio State 17. Wow. Okay. I have an interesting wow. note on this game. The Sharps are betting heavy on Michigan State, and 96% of the public money is on Michigan State. That's crazy. That smells like an Ohio wow. State win by 40. Right. We'll, so, we'll, we'll go to Aiden Knotts. I would think, I don't know if Ohio State's offense was better last year, but they had more weapons, I think, last year, and yes. they only scored 26 points when they came in East Lansing. I like Michigan State to cover barely. I think Ohio State wins 34-14, 20-point win. It's a 21-point spread. I like the Buckeyes a lot this year, and I, I just think that Michigan State – they, they can win this game. I think they're capable. I don't think they will, though. The lot of the money's coming on Michigan State is because they're going to cover, and this game is going to be very, very close the whole entire game. Last week was a fluke with the defense. I truly believe Brian Lorty is able to make enough plays to make this game close. 
I think Michigan State loses by a field goal in the shoe. Ooh. Like, all right. But it, it's going to be close. I, I, I really don't understand the whole 20 and a half points. I know I don't work in Vegas. It just seems too big in this spot. And this Michigan State defense will rise to the occasion on Saturday night. One key to the game we didn't talk about is Matt Coglin. He hit a field he goal. Had, Matt Coglin has to be perfect on I mean, Saturday special, night to give Michigan State, to give Michigan State a, board if you're Michigan a shot. State. Yep. Nope. Can't. Ryan, what was your score prediction? My score prediction is, since I said a field goal, 20-17 to 17 Ohio State. And Ooh, I believe Bo- Bovada has this line at 21. 20 and a half. It, I, I have 21. It, it's I, moved back and forth tonight. I, re- I just refreshed it. 20. 21. Fine, we'll take it at 21. It doesn't matter. I like Michigan State to cover. Cool. I don't think it matters. Next game, Cincy hosting UCF, number 18 in the country. Friday night game, 8 o'clock at ESPN. With the black turf, what did you? What were your guys' thoughts on that? Is it real? Yeah, that's real. That's real. That is real. UCF, <laughs> because of the turf. Don't they wear black UCF? No, no. I mean, I since mean, he should wear black, that's a huge advantage. Yeah. They should. That, would that be, might. That might be illegal. I probably. I is. mean, Boise wears blue. It's the same thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, Collins, I like what you said a few weeks ago. Your buddies uh, <laughs> claim that if. UCF is favored by less than 10. Take them to cover. Yes. I'm going to do that this week. I'll take the Golden Knights to cover. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with them. Uh, UCF to cover. In the last couple of years, Cincinnati's been an all right football team. They have never come within 20 points of UCF. That's true. That's true. UCF outright for me. Oh, easy. I mean, they're getting four. Oh, I'm sorry. I I read that wrong. Yes. UCF. Cincy is. That's my bad. I read 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 the thing wrong. Pulled the Joe Dandron. I, I, I'm the Donuts. I think Cincy covers. This line is too small for me for some reason. It just doesn't make that much sense why it's this small. So I'm just going to take Cincy because I'm just going to like, believe in Vegas. And I also like the idea of the black turf if they wear all black jerseys. That's just my heart instead of my mind picking this game. That's not how you bet, Colin. I'm going with Cincinnati. Shout out. Let's go, Joe. Just pounded Joe across the table. Hey, shout out to our, our new volunteer, Scott. Says he's going to the game. All Is right. he? Yeah. Shout out to Scott. Get a little man on the street at Cincy, maybe. Yeah. Probably not, but uh, whatever. Next game, the Iowa Hawkeyes travel into the big house to take on the number 19 Michigan Wolverines. Iowa comes in undefeated, number 14 in the country. Michigan lane minus three and a half. McCray, we'll start with you. I got Michigan covered. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think Iowa is going to be that great. I'm not a Nate Stanley guy. I think Iowa is a good team. I think they're a nine and three, eight and four football team, and I don't think that's going to be big uh, good enough to beat Michigan in the Big House. I think Michigan covers barely. I think they win by four. Okay. I, I'm going to take Michigan too. I like Michigan in this spot. I, I think it's going to be a really close, down to the wire game, but Michigan at the end. I like Michigan a lot this week. I I love picking by myself, but I can't not pick Michigan this week. I mean, three and a half. I like Iowa. I like Nate Stanley. I know you guys don't. I love Kirk Ferentz. If this play, I've said every week, if this game is played at Kinnick, Iowa by 50, but it's at the big house, I'll take Michigan to cover. I'm going with Iowa because you got to move up in those standings. Okay. <laughs> at least you're, hey, at least hey, you're, that's, that's, giving, I like the way you think. At least you're honest. At least you're honest. Nets game, noon kick. SEC Network, LSU number five in the country, welcomes in Jordan Love, Aiden Hunt's boy. My boy. Lane 28 points. 
had to put this game in there just for Aiden. McRae made the pick them this week. We'll say that. It's a good yeah, list it, of games. It, it's a lot better list than last week. Sorry. No, I, I mean, you didn't have any games to pick from. I yeah, wasn't it's, blaming it's, you. It's the lineup, I, not, not the <laughs> Yeah, picker. yeah. Not, not all, didn't not, sound like that, but okay. <laughs> I'll we'll start, start it we'll off. Start, yeah, you're so with McRae. Uh, I got Utah State to cover. Okay. Uh, straight up, I think Utah State has a really good offense. I think LSU is still going to win. They could score 60 points, but I think I think Utah State could, you know, compete with them, keep it within 28 at least. LSU covers for me. Gotcha. Aiden, you have to take Utah State. You know that. I, I like Coach O. I like the Tigers. I like LSU. I like Joe Burrow. But I love Jordan Love. And there I we love go. Utah yeah. State. He's been me, waiting all show for that. Give me the Aggies to cover. I'm not going to take them out, right? I'm not crazy. But, I mean, 28 points. Come on. Come Upset on. of the century. We I love the Aggies. I love LSU. I think they, they, they've just been running it up on everyone. Yep. So, I mean, 28 might look like a big number, but it's, it's not, not to them. Yeah. I, so, I like LSU. I agree 100%. Hey, big game, Burrow. Big, yeah, this isn't a big game, <laughs> Give me the Joe. Tigers. Give me the Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Next game on the slate, game day is in Gainesville this week. 3.30 kick on CBS. Florida getting three at home against Auburn. No, Auburn is. No. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're Florida right. Florida is getting three points at home. Just buzz me, just say no. Joe Dandron buzz. You're yeah. muted for 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. But terrible. Around the horn? Gosh. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. Aiden, we'll start off with you. So I... I'm going to be in Auburn, Alabama this what? weekend. Wow. I will, so the game is in Gainesville, but I will be in Auburn. Give me Bo Nix and the Tigers big. Why okay. are you going to be in Auburn? I'm visiting friends. Okay. Okay, Joe. We got a kid going to Cincy. And yeah. Added, someone else going to Auburn. What is going on? But Nebraska last week? I'm going to go. We're in that Flo- we're Florida, right? Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally lost. Going to Auburn. Okay. Take your Auburn. I really like Florida in this spot. You do? I do. Okay. I like the throwback jerseys. I know. Oh, those it, are nice. They're nice. Those are they're nice. They're very clean. No, I, I I, just, there's games that Florida wins like this. And I think Auburn's getting a little bit too much hype for having the best resume. I, it smells like a letdown for them. I like Florida. You know, I'm going to have to go with Auburn. I love Auburn's defense. They have yep. one of the best defensive lines in college football. Uh, Bo Nix has swagger yep the dude can win football games Bo Nicks. He, best football name awesome so i uh, auburn auburn big i also am going with auburn okay i i so am i am i by myself on that pit you, you are. are wow that's probably good respect to florida for actually having good jerseys though i know they the, have the fantastic florida's colors a florida's few, colors are really good a few years ago they wore like a gator alternate where they Not looked good. like an alligator Awful jerseys. Horrible. Horrible. Michigan State needs to take some notes from those Florida jerseys. They are so nice. Michigan you, State should have a throwback football jersey. I don't know absolutely. why they don't. What do you got, Joe? I Okay. I, you I know hate. your mic is on, by the way. No, no. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I was waiting for you to look. But as much as I hate the flip-flop, I didn't realize the game was in Gainesville. So in the swamp? Florida. Give you're me the Gators. Florida. Okay. We'll flip-flop there. We don't, we don't want it's them not anyway. alone anymore, Collins. Yeah, when you flip-flop, though... It tends to not work out in your favor, oh, as yeah. you saw last week against Ohio State and Nebraska, yeah. but whatever. Last game on our slate, number 13, Oregon, host California, laying 18 points against Justin Wilcox's Golden Bears. Now, I think this is a lot of points for Oregon to cover, but Cal just lost their Chase Garbers, yeah. their quarterback for the season, so I got to go with Oregon. Yeah. I, I, I like Oregon, but I actually – I. 
No, I like Oregon. 18 is a lot of points, like you said. Because they, they're not like their old-school Oregon teams where they score a bunch of points. Mario Cristobal's style is a lot different than yep. what people think it is. So I, I, I do still like Oregon because Tails is banged up right now. They've kind of been going through a gauntlet, too. They've played a lot of tough games recently. I do like Oregon to cover an option. Is that how you say their stadium's Autzen. name? Autzen. I, I agree with everything you said about Oregon. I really like Autzen Stadium. Cal covers. Cal loses by 17. Okay. That's fair. 18's a weird number. It is. Yeah. I, I'm looking at mine. I am p- making way too many picks that are too similar to McCray. Uh, <laughs> and he's in last place, so I don't really like that. So I'm going to take, <laughs> so take, take Cal to cover. Uh, just barely, though. I like what Box said. I'm going with... Uh, the Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. The Ducks. Shout out to Oregon for being like every seventh grade, like middle schooler's favorite team. And like in our oh my age God. Every, it's so true. That every, is, that every, every, that's very that's true. surprisingly the truest like statement the, you've ever said. The Collins. Michael James era of Oregon football. Who it, didn't have a friend that had a Michael James I have. Jersey. I can think of two Thomas. of my friends that were, <laughs> two of my high school friends that are still claimed to be somewhat Oregon fans because of that They're like, era. Oh, DeAnthony Thomas yeah. against Kansas State. I love Marcus Mariota, man. Love him. No, people loved Oregon. Just like I just remember in middle school, everyone yeah. had an Oregon sweatshirt. Yep. We move into the wild card game, which was one of the only games that got right last week. We went three and two on the wild card games last week. That's yeah, pretty good. Week we've had. Yeah, by and, far. And this week I'm gonna flip flop. Last week I took Minnesota. This week I'm betting against them. I All love right. Illinois at TCF. This is it. TCF. TCF. TCF Bank. I love Illinois. I love Lovey. I love Lovey Smith and the boys this weekend. They're going to be able to score enough points to cover this game at 13. I like Minnesota to kind of sleepwalk into this game. Give me Illinois to cover 13. Can I go next? Yes, go, go ahead. All right. Um, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are at home this weekend against the Bowling Green Falcons. Irish are favored by 45 and a half points at home. I think Bowling Green easily covers that. Ooh, that's a take. All right, I'll go with mine. Colorado is hosting the Arizona Wildcats, and they're getting four and a half points at home, and Khalil Tate is injured. I'm taking the Colorado Buffaloes. Not a bad pick. If you watched that Arizona-UCLA game late night last Saturday, you were very disappointed you thought you're gonna see a lot of points you saw none of that it was a horrible game hunt there's a lot of games i really wanted there's a lot of games that are super risky to take that i kind of want to um i gotta i gotta pick one it is called the wild okay. card I'm gonna, category I'm gonna, do you want me to move the dandron go to dandron okay first. dandron oh I, boy this will be good kansas state oh boy minus one and a half okay against baylor I was Ooh, looking at that taking game. Taking KSU. Really going out on a limb there. I don't Baylor's undefeated right I now. I like Matt Rule. Matt Rule's a good coach. I like Baylor. And I like that they switched their jerseys. The, I, a little continuity going back to like the yellow. I liked it. Okay, you ready now? Yeah, I'm ready. This is my Ryan Collins pick. Home Conne- dog. Connecticut are 11-point dogs <laughs> against South Florida. I like South Florida to cover easily. Yeah, you should. <laughs> 11 you points. Should. Connecticut is not going to have a football program. <laughs> they, they could actually fold. No, they because they're going back to the Big East, so they might yeah. go to D two. I don't know what they're gonna do. They might not have a football program. FCS. They were in like they'll be two- like Villanova. Oh man. They were like in two thousand seven. They were in the Fiesta Bowl. It doesn't make a lot of sense. To they me. were How, good. It's it, it. You can't have an SRZ without Collins 
getting it, mad it, about UConn. It boggles my mind they can't figure it out. I know Bob Diaco, like, brought that program back, like, ten years, but still. Randy hey, Shannon. Connecticut's just an awful state. You never want to go there. Is it never that been. bad? It's awful. You been? No. I, oh, just, okay. I just hear it's awful. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, that's it for the pick'em. Good week again, boys. Fun show. Big game, though, this weekend. Are you guys excited to go to the Horseshoe? I, Joe, you've been there before, right? I've seen it before. I've actually never been to a game, the Horseshoe. It's going to be loud. I've been Same. outside the Horseshoe, but never I in the Horseshoe. I am hyped up. Joe's a fake fan. He's a I mean, fake fan. Buckeyes fan. I grew fan. up in Michigan. I'll tell you what. Fake I'm fan. really excited for oh, this weekend. Man. Regardless of the outcome of this game, I am pumped up. I I believe our passes have field access. If we can get on the field oh, for that game. Wow. Oh my goodness, that will be exciting. That will be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm really looking forward to it. If if Auburn wins this weekend, I don't know if I'll make it out of Alabama alive. <laughs> roll roll tumor so corner. That'll be cool. I'm, I'm you better send a vi- you better wins. send a video. Oh, I, I am I am record some audio. That Auburn is winning. Record some audio for the SRC next Actually, week. Actually, do not record some audio. There could be some unsavory things that I know. Get taken <laughs> off the air. No, seriously. I'm way, I'm way too deep in the south. Not even, it's not even that. Sheesh. It's just like people are going to be belligerently drunk after that. This yep, is, that's just a fact. Classic Auburn. Classic Auburn, yeah. Classic any school. Classic yeah. SEC football. Classic yeah. college. What did Colin <laughs> say earlier about Ole Miss? I'm just saying, Ole Miss people get banged up. I know that. I know someone, <laughs> goes, there. I know someone goes there. But uh, for Ryan Collins, Alex McCray, Eric Bott, Aiden Hunt, Joe Dandron, we're going to have coverage this weekend, like we said, in Columbus. Follow in Eric Bach and Joe Danger on the call this week, right? Luke Sacone. Eric Bach and Luke Sacone. Oh, yeah. Little change to the program. The I... Homer color analyst decided to opt out. <laughs> like like Herbie. Oh man. Yeah. Can't pick can't pick the game. I never got that. Like Herbie's objective enough or he doesn't. He is, he, but yeah. Yeah. he doesn't want to be seen as cheering for some team to during the game. Yeah. That he picked on game day that I res- I respect. I it. respect it. Too. I would I would die for Kirk Herbstreit. Okay, that's a draw. What a guy! I'd do it. I, okay. He's he he's a dude's dude. I hope. Fo- I really hope yeah, we can yeah. meet him this weekend. I hope you guys do too. Follow all of our Twitter handles this week. You'll be able to see video before the game, video after the game, tweets, articles, everything you need. You need will be covered at WDBM Sports. Hopefully, some on-field stuff too. That would be really cool. But uh, for. All of us here, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to Spartan Red Zone, a production of Impact 89FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.